like accents. Fathead Injustice. Then you come to the right place. I'm not sure what's going on with our audio there, but I came in strong. Look at that. That's you? Yeah. That cannot be you. It is me. <laughs> How is it you? How are you bigger? Oh, there I am. Yeah. I'm bigger. Hey. 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 All hey. right. Hey. Uh huh. So this week, my case is called The Guest. My case is called Three Way. That sounds sexy. Isn't it? No. No? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, um. Three Way is sexy? It's not a threesome. Is this like a three-way highway? <laughs> three. Th- okay, we're gonna start like this. I just three-way good. I'm sorry. I won't ever agree to an open relationship. And how do we get here? I'm not agreeing to said, that you either. Said, you said it's sexy. No, like it's like a sex thing. Oh. Not because I think the idea of it is sexy. Okay. 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 Take it back. So it's three-way. Some. A sex thing. Okay. Okay. Maybe I should have said it like that. This is a sex thing. Okay. Is it? Yes. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Because <laughs> I was like, then what else are we talking about? <laughs> okay. All right. So we had a long evening. We were prepared to record many hours ago, but in true Shonan and Susanna fashion, we ended up chatting instead. But some things to note about our chats. We've had a huge breakthrough in our lives, which is I have had a bidet installed in my toilet. And I don't know how I was existing. And I know that's a strong sentence, but I mean it. I don't know how I was existing. But it's so refreshing. It Before the bidet, it is so refreshing. It's like you get a recharge, a reset. Maybe it's because it's cold water. It's not hooked up to the warm water. <laughs> but... Outside of that, outside of that, it's also refreshing because it's just like, you know, clean, you know? So all the people who had bidets, I apologize for sleeping on bidets for all these years. I will never go back to a bidet-less life. It's hard to not, not to. Yeah. You experience it once and you're like, wow, this makes so much sense. It does. And everybody should have one. And Amazon sells them on the cheap. I paid about $40 for mine, Canadian. So that you means the Americans that, are paying like $25, oh, $50. Yeah. Okay. So just go in the cart on Amazon and you yeah. should see it. But yeah. And it had a couple other options. You don't have to get that exact one, but I like it. Why would I get another one if I already tried this one and I liked it? Good point. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, we will have to, I don't know if Ryan could install it. If he can't, we could see if we could recruit some people to come and install it (laughs) yeah okay so yeah so we recommend bidets to everyone and then i wanted to tell you this since you came but i forget i saw this article listen to this Mm -hmm. right you're gonna go what what does asco mean uh ew you're going to say you're going to say asco no chanel listen to this listen the the shit that you sent me the other day which one what the fuck is this why are you sending me these things which we had an agreement did i send me funny tiktok or the like the one you see read this shit oh was it but the man with the wife who yeah this is what i was gonna tell i thought i didn't tell you the people don't know the people don't know this woman was about to get married and then right before the wedding she caught her husband to be getting breastfed by his mom. Oh no, that's his I didn't send you that. Oh I thought I sent it to you. <laughs> oh, 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 o
Did she go through any wedding? No! 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 How fucked up! The two of you are fucked! No, what the fuck is this? What? No! She went through with the wedding. She went through with the wedding because it was like right before. So the person who told the story was like the hairdresser. So the hairdresser, the makeup artist or whatever got done doing the hair. And then she, or the makeup. And then the bride said she needs to go to the bathroom. On the way to go to the bathroom or on the way back from the bathroom or whatever. So she's all done. She's made up. Everybody's ready. She catches the husband to be getting breastfed by the mom. And then she follows through with the wedding. I wasn't doing that wedding. I wasn't doing it. I wasn't doing it. If anybody I date listens to this, this podcast, is, I would not do it. This is so wrong in so, but so, so, so many fucking levels possible. I breastfed Karen for 10 whole months. If I put my breast out and I tried to get her in it, she's like, ah, no, mommy, ew, ew, disgusting. You mean no? No. And she's only six. Mm. you know and just to tease her sometimes like oh come she said I'm, I'm hungry come this is to get you you know like I don't even pull out my boo you know I just get her clothes but she just like ew 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 ew, ew. Mm-hmm. no you have not seen the boys so for anybody who watches the boys or who just started the boys spoiler alert but one of the superheroes it has this weird kind of sexual relationship with a woman who he views as like a mother and he breastfeeds like he goes over by her and she lets him and he like a baby just snuggles up ask oh man no and i suspect there are a lot more men with this breastfeeding fetish than we think but fetish that's a thing but this is a full-on mother son relationship that's a good point and it, we, know, point. we know we know we know that mothers can be protective and fucked up about them boys that's applicable to my case today. you know but that's uh, oh my oh i my thought i sent God. it to you oh, when you told me yeah well then what the hell did i say hold on she cheated on him with the sister no oh he yeah. cheated on her with the with sister-in-law in-laws on christmas day he left the family yes that one that story the one so uh-huh. alejandro and i it's like ryan and Alejandro getting together yes yes exactly, exactly. Oh. okay so just for the listeners so they know so the story that the i saw that i sent to susanna sister. He, the woman, had a husband. Let me say her name is Jen and his name is Bill. And her brother's name is Brad and his wife is Amber, right? So Jen and Bill are together. They're together. They have two children. Their life mm-hmm. is nice. And on her wedding day, she no, meets... No, they already had the two kids. Yes. On her wedding day, she meets Amber, which is the... You didn't read it. Oh. She meets Amber, who is Brad's new girlfriend. And she said that on the day, she had a feeling like Amber wasn't good for Brad, you know? Like, she just got a feeling like, "Mm, watch out for this bitch kind of feeling, you know? But then, the family's all getting along, everybody's good. You know, Jen and and Bill, they have their children, their life is nice. And Amber and Brad, they're living, like, I guess, right up the road, and life is good too. Christmas Eve, they have two children. And, and both couples, both couples, yes. Mm-hmm. Amber and Brad, she has a son from a previous relationship, and the two of them have a baby together like a fresh baby, fresh. Mm. 
Jen and Bill put all of the Christmas presents under the Christmas tree and everybody goes to sleep. Christmas morning, she gets up. No fucking husband. No, Where is my husband? Is On Christmas Day, mm-hmm. these children cannot find their father, right? Mm-hmm. So she's wondering where he is. Of course, she's calling and she's calling and whatever. Nobody can find um, find him. Then I think, I can't remember what happens first. If he calls her and tells her, I can't do this anymore. Or if she, she goes she on a drive. Her. He calls her. But she sees his she car sees parked, his car parked, parked by Amber. And that's how she realized that Amber and, and him were together. Because Amber and Brad had, I guess, separated at that point. So when she saw his car parked by Amber, that's when he real, she realized he is with Amber. And so... Now, she, of course, she and her whole extended family are on the outs because, you know, she don't want to see he and Amber. Amber's children, he have them calling him dad, dad. And he doesn't even care to check on his own real biological children. Mm-hmm. And to make it worse, the he's on Facebook. Get to see. Yeah, the, fa- the brother doesn't get to see his child mm-hmm. because, you know, the wife Amber is keeping him away from their fresh baby. So yeah. their baby thinks that her husband is her, the child the child that child thinks that bill is the father yeah right because the child doesn't understand otherwise so mm-hmm. the fa- child does not know that brad is really the father and then worse his children bill's children are on facebook watching bill post about his kids so like whenever amber children do anything like they have a play or recital they do uh-huh, a sport uh-huh. he's on facebook congratulating them like good job tyke or uh-huh. good job becky you know like oh daddy's so proud of you whatever and his children are watching this mm-hmm. some the day the other day some woman had posted um where do you men fabricate the audacity to live the lives that you live like where are you accessing this amount of audacity. Where are you getting it from? Society. On top. On top. Like Society. Unending audacity. But I think the reason why we're all feeling some type of way is because of the, the children the part. Like, I feel bad for them. Like, they have mm-hmm. to be on Facebook watching their father pretend to be father to somebody else's children. Wow. And ignore, ignore them, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's not fair to them. Imagine mm-hmm. you wake up. So now, Christmas Day is forever ruined in that family because mm-hmm. every Christmas they're associated with the day that the father the walk day. out yeah. on the family. Or to add it, to make it worse... Bill came and told the children, I'm with Auntie Amber now. Like, straight up. And the children are like, what do you mean you're with Auntie Amber? Like, right what? Uh-huh. Like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know, because they know who Auntie Amber is. You know, it's like, now you're like, oh, I'm with Auntie Amber. I don't really understand. I have no idea. No idea what does be going on. But yeah, what's your take on the breastfeeding? And what's your take on Bill and, and Amber? No. No. No to the breast. Would you have gone through with the wedding? No. <laughs> Me either. Anyway, I'm sorry for the trauma this week. I apologize. The main thing, I just wanted to get the internet's opinion on whether or not they would follow through with that wedding. I'm firm in the, I was not marrying that man. Uh, I'll be like to the, to the maid of honor or somebody like, do you know that wrong? Get it. Mm. Get like three, four, five, six, eight bottles. Remember the stripper from last night? Call him. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this. We're doing it. 
I was never following through that wedding. I mean, not to shame the girl who did follow through the wedding, no, but I am curious it. about whether or not they're still together. You know? Because this was a story that was shared by the the hairdresser or makeup artist or whatever. Put too much so right many, there. It has so many, so many... Chanel, disgusting. I'm just curious about where they are, the people who got married. Like, are they together still? Is she sucking? They, are they cheering? If they're sucking both from the the mother and the mother-in-law, what the fuck is this? Why do you make your faces? The man, like all bets are off. No, I think that no. Ugh, that's too much. It's too much. It's too. Much. And I thought I came here with controversial case. And you think the man because being breastfed on his wedding day? This is the, the like. <laughs> I said to have broken Susanna. She can't seem to think about anything else. No, I'm going I to get like, into my I, case. This means the diarrhea of the, 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 what diarrhea? the shower. What's the one? Who had diarrhea? The brown shower. What the golden rain? The brown Golden rain. shower? Uh-huh. That's pee. Uh, the other way? I guess it's a That's brown poop. shower. There you go. You're talking about the one where the girl let the guy poop in her mouth? Asco. When I talk to you about that? And we talked about how and much money, how much poop. money is uh, enough money to uh, poop in your mouth? Mm. My kids did it for free. Oh, not in my mouth, my hand. Sorry. Yeah, but, but the question we raised at the time with everybody was how much money is enough money to poop no, in your mouth? No. But now it's how much money it is to have your thirty-year-old man, grown-ass son. Ugh. Uh, that's disgusting. That is so disgusting. All right, we've broken Susanna, so we're going to go straight into the case because it's been 19 minutes now of Susanna going, it's disgusting. <laughs> so let's get into the guest. I have so many questions. It's okay because the guest is actually, I mean, I'm glad that we talked about this for I so long because it segues into my case a bit. If you start saying that a mother is breastfeeding the kid, I am out. I am not talking about I'm breastfeeding done. anymore. Okay. You done? Relax. Okay, so first disclaimer, this happened a long time ago, so I can only go on what was available online that I could, you know, whatever they gathered online from back when this happened. So this is my second long time case in two weeks, Mm -hmm. right? So bear with me. I have whatever information I have. Our story begins with a fire at dawn on July 29th, 1954. When a couple who were returning home, yes, at that hour, no, I don't know what they were doing. One article said they had closed their restaurant, so I want to believe that, you yeah? This couple, identified as Mr. and Mrs. Burstroff, were flagged down by another woman frantically shouting in broken English, saying, quote, Please come. Fire bursts out. Children are asleep. Mm-hmm. The Bushroff couple ran to the nearby yard in Hampstead, London, because they were thinking the kitchen was going, the fire was going to be in the kitchen or in the house or whatever, because they wanted to see what all the commotion was about and confirmed that a fire was definitely happening. But this fire was isolated to the yard, right? Not the house. It was in the yard. Unsure of who could have started the fire in the yard, with the potential for the fire to, in fact, spread to the home where the children were sleeping, the Bushtroffs called the authorities because they're like, okay, yes, there is a fire, and but the fire could totally go to the house, so let's maybe get people involved, right? Mm-hmm. It's dawn, and there's a fucking fire. Mm-hmm. Upon arrival, the authorities were absolutely concerned, but not for the children or even for the woman who raised the alarm. 
They were concerned for the victim. You see, the, to understand the concerns of the police, you didn't have to answer the question of what was burning, but rather who was burning. Ay, coño es su madre. But before we get into that, let's walk it back. No, no, walk it back. We are walking walk it back burning. because we painted a picture. Exactly. Ay. Sicily, 1900. <laughs> it wasn't Sicily. <laughs> it wasn't Sicily. It was, it was actually um, Cyprus, 1900. Right? <laughs> um, Stylu, and I'm calling her Stylu. I do not know how to pronounce the names in this. This is a Greek, a Cypriotic Greek case. Okay? This is about people from Cyprus. I don't know. Okay, so what you get is what you get, and I apologize to our Cypriotic viewers if it's they even Cypriotic. They've been dealing with me for three seasons. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Cyprus, 1900. <laughs> Stylu Christophe was born. Um, actually, I want to say that her her maiden name, I believe, may have been Pantupio. <laughs> Pantupio. <laughs> Um, it's possible Pantupio. I'm pronouncing it wrong. Anyway, Stylu Pantupio uh-huh. was born mm-hmm. um, to a humble Greek Cypriot family. The tiny isolated village was one with very little diplomacy and people often handle arguments out in the streets. You know, like, fuck you, bitch. Fuck you, Ezekiel. You know, like that. They were airing out their dirty laundry the only way they knew how. And that was how Stylu was raised. She was raised in this way where everybody just kind of deal with their stuff very publicly. I hate you, bitch. You hate me. I hate you more. Okay. Being from an isolated village like that, Stylu was not afforded an education and was for the most part actually illiterate. With limited options due to her restricted education, etc., Stylu did what was expected of her and she married. In my head, all Greeks are millionaires. Because they live in those nice white houses by that blue, blue ocean, right? Yeah. But she, this one, she married a poor man. She married a man with an olive grove farm. And she gave birth to a son named Stavros. I put a note here. I just want to say that that name is a 10 out of 10 for me personally. Because I love General Hospital. General Hospital, the soap opera. If you are a General Hospital fan, from back in like the late 90s, early 2000s, you will remember that Stavros Kassanite was the son of this mad-ass woman named Helena. And she, he died, but she kept him on ice. He was cryogenically frozen, and then he came back to torture his brother and everybody in the village. Okay? <laughs> Stavros was hot as fuck, but he was mad. Okay? But I still find this name was very um, kind of nostalgic for me. Kind of put me back in my general hospital okay. era, and I love the name. Great name. Um, anyway, unfortunately, her husband abandoned her. And Stavros. So Stylu was left to raise Stavros alone. Which, as you could imagine, back then in the 1920s, Mm. was very um, stigmatizing thing Mm. to have happen Mm. to you, right? So it wasn't wasn't easy for Stylu, and she had to make it work, and she did. Despite the close-knit relationship Stavros had with his mother, in 1952, Stavros chose independence. Right, so like she had him in the twenties. I've worked out. So like in fifty two, when he was in his thirties, he decided he was going to be independent, okay. and he moved to London, England, in pursuit of employment. In London, Stavros worked as a waiter at Cafe de Paris, which was where he met his wife, a German-born model named Hella. Like that's Hella Hut. 
-hmm. or you're hella hot or that's hella stupid you know like how the people from california talk when it's like talking like they say hella is very mm -hmm. like you know your hair is hella long it means okay. long hella blica i think it's blica or bleacher b-l-e-i-c-h-e-r i think it's blica i'm gonna go with blica anyway so he marries this model named hella and they're in love you know they're like we're in the family situation we're in love we love with each other so stavros ain't going back to the that one. small ass mm -hmm. town in cyprus right yeah. stylo probably wasn't happy to lose stavros but surely we can assume she was happy that he found someone to make him happy in return okay and it seems hella definitely made stavros happy because in no time stylo was a grandmother to not one not two but three grandchildren and although being a grandmother seemed to bring her joy being a distant grandmother did not 15 years would pass, 15 years would pass since Stavros left Stylu to build a life with Hella. Mm -hmm. And the time wasn't getting any easier for Stylu. So with her increasing loneliness, Stylu decided she would visit her son and his family in London in 1953. Okay. Now the kick is when Stylu decided to plan her trip, she communicated with Stavros that she was just coming to visit. But upon her arrival to London, told Stavros that she planned to stay. Stay longer so that she could save money to buy a new house in Cyprus. Now, I don't know what money she was going to make to build this house in Cyprus. I don't know what her plan was, what she was going to do when but she was in London, but probably she was going to stay. And she was hella mad. Well, <laughs> now <laughs> I'm not sure if Stavros cleared this with Hella at the time. But you go, how, how can poor Star Trek? Stavros? Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Turn his mother away. No, but how can he clear it with the wife? He didn't know himself. Yeah, but I mean, the point is like a little heads up. Like, hey, I think I looked up to see when phones were created. Because I was, gonna say I was, was wondering, did she communicate with him by letter? It turns out phones got normalized after like the 1940s. But because she's in this small remote place, yeah. I can't say if she had a phone to say she would have picked up the phone and call and be by like, the time hey. they get the letter, she's already there. Yeah, I don't, I don't think she sent him a letter either. Anyway, I the point is is that I said, I'm not sure if Stavros cleared it with Hella at the time, but they welcomed Stylu in with open arms, and I'm assuming hoping for the best. But the best was still its own form of torture, as it's my understanding that Stylu was both passive-aggressive and partially aggressive-aggressive in pursuit of sharing her opinions on Hella's parenting style. Hella was not receptive to this at all. First of all, how dare she? she was not the children's mother and secondly stylu had some old-fashioned rules for raising children that helen did not subscribe to she didn't want to raise her children the same way of course this meant that stylu and hella bickered constantly because they did not agree on how to raise the children hella's children eventually in july of 1954 enough was enough and hella went to stavros essentially and was like hey you need to get your mother out again no I do not want to live with Stylu anymore. I fed up of her talking all of her shit. I fed up of her telling me how to raise my children. Get her out. Stavros had eyes and could see for himself that the presence of his mother was in fact going to be unbearable. So he and Hella decided that sure, Stylu would need to leave. And so Stavros would need to be the one to ensure that she went home. The only thing is, before Stylu could ever be formally asked to leave, the police would be at their house investigating a body 
in a fire. Now, this is to anybody's knowledge, right? To Hella's knowledge mm-hmm. before she could be formally asked to leave. And so at this point of the story, you're thinking, she don't know nothing. What popped off? Who is burning? You know? Because when both of them are very mad at each other, we don't know who's going to do what. We just know there's a fire and there is a body. But who was the one with the brokenest English? The German both model? Of- Mm-hmm. Or the mo- or or the who's burning Chanel? Who the fuck is burning? Please tell me it's not the sun. Police would determine that the burning body in the yard belonged to Hella, and with her husband oh, away at work, they could only ask Stylu what happened that night. And her story was hardly believable. According to Stylu, she had no idea how the fire started, and woke up to the smell of smoke and found the corpse in the yard and was at such a loss for words, especially since English was not her first language. But she tried to rationalize that Hella could have done it to herself, but the cops weren't buying it, and executed a search of the house where they found Hella's ring in her room wrapped in newspaper. The wrapped ring was some damning evidence, and Stylu was arrested and put on trial for the murder in October 1954. During the trial, it was revealed that when Hella approached her husband about the need for Stylo to leave the home, he agreed. But I guess Hella didn't think that she said, he said anything to her. But in the trial, it came out that he told his mom oh. that she needed to leave. So while Hella was given ultimatums and making plans to take her three children to Germany on a mini vacation to visit her family, mm-hmm. Stylo was stewing over the fact that a stranger was making decisions for her family. And that's actually a quota. Stylu was upset because in her opinion, a stranger, a.k.a. Hella, the mother, mother of these of children, children. is making decisions for her family, which does not include Hella, apparently. I have so many things to say. Stranger or not, Hella was speaking from the grave. And in addition to the half-assed theory given by Stylu on the night of the murder, her body itself was singing with evidence, and what, that, what happened to her that night was horrific. The authorities theorized that on the night of the murder, Stylu waited until Stavros left to go and work at the restaurant, and also waited until the children were tucked into bed. It's unknown whether Hella was in bed at first when Stylu struck, but Stylu grabbed this metal, like a cast iron almost, mm-hmm. pan that was used to catch ashes from the fireplace. And she hit Hella over the head with it repeatedly. Then, not satisfied that she was dead, she dragged Hella to the kitchen where she proceeded to strangle her with a scarf. She strangled her so hard that in an attempt to hide evidence, Stylu, trying to take the scarf off, could not unravel it with her hands and had to cut the scarf from her neck because the scarf was so embedded in her skin. And then the newly appointed Queen of Overkill, that's what I appointed her, mm-hmm. doused her in paraffin. Some articles said they sur- she surrounded her with paraffin-soaked newspaper, but regardless, the end was the same. And Stylu had dragged the body outside, either doused in paraffin or surrounded by paraffin-soaked newspaper and set the body alight in hopes of burning away any evidence, but not before stripping the quote-unquote stranger of the wedding ring she was given by her son Stavros. It's unsure if her plan was to suggest that Hella killed herself, possibly suffering under the stress of parenthood, 
but the flames couldn't destroy all of the proof needed to convict um, Stylu. Stylu's defense and Stavros tried to tell her to plea insanity and that she had, quote, no sound mind at the time of the murder. But Stylu was bad and Stylu wasn't having it, telling them clearly, quote, I am poor and illiterate, but I am not mad. <laughs> I draw the line. Yeah, yeah, I draw the line. <laughs> I, 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 you say what you want to say about me, but I increase. Did I kill this woman? Yes. Possibly. But I'm not saying yes. Possibly. But I didn't do it because I was crazy. No. If I did it because I wanted to. Okay. So with her whole chest, with the confidence, she's like, I ain't mad at all. Right? So ultimately, the insanity plea didn't fly because she wasn't believing. She was insane. <laughs> To be fair, Stylu's psychiatrist, because they had somebody assess her, because whether she says she mad or not, they still had somebody assess her. Um, the psychiatrist examined her at the Holloway prison, concluded that she was suffering from a delusional disorder, which stemmed from a fear, this I thought was bullshit, stemmed from a fear that Hella was an incompetent mother, and that she wouldn't raise her grandchildren. All these motherfuckers be, lo- be Real, let me finish before you go mad. Shana, I can't be very quiet for too long. I'm almost done. (laughs) Anyway, she still had this order stemmed from a fear that Hella was an incompetent mother and that she wouldn't raise the grandchildren properly. And at some point, Stylu would get banned from seeing her grandchildren, which anyone can agree is not a reason to commit murder, (laughs) even if you wasn't allowed to see the grandchildren. Even if Hella wasn't raising the children like you wanted them to be raised. That's not a reason to commit murder. If you had any doubts about whether or not Stylu did it, which I don't, <laughs> but in case you do, I'm just going to throw those th- doubts out the window in light of two f- things. I'm going to bring them to light. Two things I'm going to bring to light. Mm-hmm. One. She's n- the mother of a boy. No. Ah. Near midnight of July the 28th. Mm. So this is before all of the commotion at dawn. Because you remember, it was dawn. Uh-huh. So this is when the sun is coming up. <laughs> that the neighbors were alerted and they saw this fire in the yard, right? At midnight, in the night before. It had another neighbor named John Young. Who was taking his dog out to pee, right? The dog had to go to the party. And he observed a fire in the yard. So that fire had been burning since midnight. And he saw that fire in the yard of the Christoffi residence. And of course, as anyone would, John thought it was weird to be burning junk in, at that hour of the night. But then he thought he saw what looked to be a mannequin. So he thought these people, yeah, they're doing their little spring cleaning. Let them go ahead. You know, he never believed that it was a body. He decided to mind his own business. This is when the man called pay himself. But the other woman that was already dead. But he didn't know it was a person, so that he thought it was a mannequin. And it's important to the story because it blows Stylu's timeline out of the water. Because oh. she's saying she was asleep, she woke up to the smell of smoke, and she alerted people immediately. But the neighbor is saying at midnight, he was walking was his dog, and he saw the fire. She didn't alert anybody until in the morning, panicking. Remember, it starts with her going up to them, their car, saying, come quick, a fire broke out, children in the house. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No English. No English, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it blows her timeline out of the water. And then the second thing, which I actually think is the most interesting part of this whole story. Interesting, Shana. Interesting? Yeah. That's a word of choice? Yes. Stylu's husband did not abandon her and Stavros. Stylu's mm-hmm. husband left... Because she, she straight up nuts. 
because she stood trial for murdering his mother. Her mother-in-law. She killed her mother-in-law in 1925. In 1925. This bitch is not gonna kill me. I'll kill you. Yeah, so she killed Hella before. Exactly. She killed Hella before Hella could kill her. Okay. That's why this story is so interesting. <laughs> you okay? I didn't do this guy. I didn't think you would. Nobody did. I don't know. Yes. So apparently back in the day, Stylu and her... get rid of your mother-in-law? Apparently back in the day, Stylu and her then-husband lived with his mother. And she had a lot to say. She was a multi bitch too. Well, I don't even say bitch woman there, but you know what I mean? She was a multi lady. <laughs> All of them are bitch. <laughs> this is a good point. <laughs> She's a multi lady. And she apparently had a lot of influence over her son, which of course was causing trouble in their marriage. And how dare she, you know, her mother in law. Uh, but you know what? Now I, I, understand, I, I understand her better. Let me tell, let me finish telling the story. Mm-hmm. So her mother-in-law was interjecting herself where she didn't belong. Very similar to what Stylu was doing. <laughs> and she couldn't take it anymore. And then in 1925, this is she. This woman is, if she really did all these things, she bad. Because here what she did. Hmm. 1925, she and her mother-in-law got into such a bad fight. She decided today is the day that you're going to die. Hmm. She goes into the village and she gets two other women to come help her execute the murder. Mm-hmm. And they decided they were going to, I guess they must have bound this woman. If mm-hmm. not, the two women were holding her down. Mm-hmm. And Stylu lit a torch and stuck it down her throat. Because she was always talking shit. <laughs> right? So she lit a torch, forced it down the mother-in-law's throat, and that's how she died. Burn it from the inside. And the only reason Stylu didn't go to jail is because she and the two other women... They made some sort of um, vow of secrecy. She and she little mob. Mm. And to their credit, they didn't break. They took that shit to the grave, technically. And so that way, Stylu never went to jail because they never had anybody to to provide any kind of evidence or testimony. So the husband couldn't live with she anymore because she killed his mother. And he left. So the husband did not abandon them. The husband fleed for his life. Anyway, so given her history of violence, the botched timeline, and the ring in her possession, which that to me was really telling, that on top of the fact that you beat this woman, strangled this woman, burned this woman, you stole her. Why are you laughing? You stole her ring. Like a triple kill, you bitch. And stole her ring. Right? Yeah, that's sick. Stylu was found guilty of murder, and on December 15, 1954, Stylu was executed in the gallows by her executioner, Albert Pierpoint. I never had an executioner's name before. This is my first story with it. She died alone because Stavros didn't even attend the execution. Well, where would you... Her last wish was to put a cross on the wall of the space that they executed her. And they did because I didn't know their grand people's like last wishes. But I thought it was only for like food. Because I mean, if you ask me what my last wish is, I'll be like, don't execute me. And if, if we out oh, here just... Granting where you ask on your deathbed. Don't kill. Don't kill me. You gotta give me that. You know what I mean? But I guess, you know. I don't think that's... A reasonable request. Not a reasonable. I mean, you can request all you want, but you have been... Just a little extra information. Um, 
1971, the prison had gone on to some sort of like, uh, not a rebranding, but you know, like a, uh, <laughs> they were rebuilding, right? They were fixing up the prison. And then the bodies of executed women were being exhumed. So Stylu's body was exhumed with four other women. And they were buried in single in a single grave. And it remained unmarked for over 20 years. So instead of like, they weren't put into individual graves. They were put they into a single in. grave. And it remained unmarked. And then in 1993, a gray granite memorial was placed on the plot dedicated to the memory of the four women who were buried there. And then Stylu's grandson, as in Hella's son, Tommy... Um, Christophe, along with lawyers called Was and Jeremy Dean, were also at some point investigating the case to prove that the court made an unjust decision. Oh, but I don't know what the outcome of that was. I don't think. I don't think. That... Yeah. So, what do you think of this case? It's amazing. Amazing. Because here's the thing. I always <laughs> joke. I always joke that I'll be. I'll be the nastiest mother-in-law. Mm. I won't be a nasty grandmother. I think I draw the line when they st- the, the kids start coming popping up. <laughs> but I always said that I I'll just somebody have to pay for all the things that I have heard and seen. So you're just going to perpetuate the trauma. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you you've made peace that, with that. that. No. You haven't. No, no, no. So I always joke around that I'm going to be a nasty a nasty a nasty bitch. You know why? You think you're gonna be like Stylu? Because Stylu beat, strangled, and lit somebody on fire. No, and this stole is, her ring. The, 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 that the stealing of the ring. That's where you draw the this. line. This, this is. Well, no, this no, no, is no. where you draw the line. I don't think. I don't know. I just, and why do you think you understand her better because she killed her mother-in-law? She, and you think she was trying to get away from Hella killing her. Because she's like, I'm going to step ahead because in her head, this mm. is how it goes. In Trinidad, the saying is, take front before front take you. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's <laughs> so, just like knowing that she's being a cunt. And that she's looking to get it. Uh, yeah. She's like, before I get it. I'll just go mm-hmm. ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is it with the, the, the mothers of sons... I'm not asking for a son. I've done all the things to not get pregnant. I don't need to understand. Just for the view, listeners, Susanna is talking to God right now. She's not talking to you. She's looking at the sky. She's talking to God right now. Because after what I'm going to say, I don't need to understand. A book that comes my way makes me understand could do, but... Susanna, God's not going to impregnate you with a son. Please tell us what you have to say. I don't understand how is it that you give birth to this man. You see him grow up and now you feel that any relationship that he has with another female is against you. I hate the word female. I have no idea why it rubs me the wrong way. It makes me mad. It makes me feel like if I'm listening to a male podcast. Who have her? <laughs> no, it makes me feel like I'm listening to a male podcast because men on the male podcast love to be like, you know, females don't. You know, if you're messing with a female. Ugh, I hate it. I hate it. So I don't understand because so far today, as of today, 12-year-old Emma, as of midnight five-year-old, tonight. <laughs> five-year-old Karen, I don't feel some type of way 
like that just mine. You know, I know they're mine, but I know they're not mine. Am I making any they're sense? their own person, exactly. They are their own person, and yes. they are to have their life. And might be excited about them having their own life because you know I want to I get to have my own. But you know, I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe sometimes it makes me question. Maybe I'm just a motherfucking mother, or the fact that I'm not there yet it doesn't make me see their their side. But I don't understand how these bitches be so tied up to their sons like that penis is not yours yeah but a lot of it is a lot of what i think and i think i saw this somewhere and so it's not a genuine like an original thought but hear me out Mm -hmm. women when they have sons they see it as an opportunity to raise the man that they would have liked to be with you understand what I mean? But that's fair. Yeah, they're trying to raise good men. But the man is not for yes, you. Yeah, but that's, that's where you lose them. That's where you've lost them. Because they've already invested in making this man, to them, the perfect man. Because they know all of them think their sons are the perfect man, right? And yeah, they can do no wrong. Exactly. So that's what I'm trying to say. They raised a son to be the boyfriend or husband or the father or whatever they never had, right? Because they want this man to grow up with these, the, these the traits. Ma- that makes them even worse yeah but they're raising these prove they're nasty yeah susanna but they're raising these men they're not seeing that they're raising these men to in their opinion oh i'm raising a son and he has such good manners he 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 treats i always tell him to treat women well and i treat and in their mind the son they raise is too good for that girl who got him because she did a good job raising him to be this amazing man. How come you get to experience this amazing man that I invested all of my time in? Susanna, I understand that you feel a little broken by our story. Like, I, this is... And the story before about the be breastfeeding. This attraction for me. You hit me. Do you have... What it hurts. <laughs> what the fuck is this? You can tell me your case now. I think Susanna's like, pressure has gone up. I see it touching her like, neck. Like people on fire. That seems to be her <laughs> M.O. Because and she did that to the thing. mother-in-law. You need to understand, and I'm doing it more and more. I don't know what the fuck is happening. What, they're laughing? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, there's a condition called pseudobulbar affect. And I'm, here, and I'm here with the phone. <laughs> <laughs> You're still laughing. There's a condition. Danny Glover was know. talking about, you know, Danny Glover from Little Weapon. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm getting too old for the shit rigs. Mm-hmm. He was in a commercial about um, pseudobulbar affect, which is where you have the wrong emotional response to the situation. So like, if it's serious, instead of being sad, you laugh. Maybe you have that. I don't know. My point Are is... Are you ready to get into your case? Yes, I'm going to get into the three-way. Okay, the three-way. The three-way that's supposed to be sexy, but not sexy. I uh, this Desiree, oh, what, how do you say this name? Desiree. Desiree and Scott were high school sweethearts. Desiree. They have similar interest in their love for motorcycles. By 2003, they were married. Here's the thing. I don't know exactly the ages of these people. So they were married by 2003. When they turned 30 years old. Scott had worked as a mechanic in the army and was deployed on two tours to Iraq. Toy Story Rack? 
Tours. Tours to Tours, Iraq. Tours. I heard Toy Story. I was like, what? I know. It was confusing. Sorry. I'm sorry. I heard Toy Story. In this year, I worked as an um, art teacher as, at a middle school in Washington. Mm-hmm. They have bought a house in Yakima, Washington. Mm-hmm. Six months after they bought a big house, someone walked in. Imagine you, you get a brand new house and somebody breaking this. In. Mo- <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, I worked so hard to get this motherfucker out. Somebody come. So many fucking houses. I'm like, I'll put a sign. We have nothing. Check the next house. <laughs> we poor. All the money was We like- just moved in. We spent all of our money buying the house. <laughs> all this stuff are in boxes. <laughs> But then if the boxes, you make it easier for them to take it, Susanna. I'll be on my back. Well, that, that, that not stopping them. Now it's been mm-hmm. packed for them. Mm, shit. So they come in and just pick up a box. And <laughs> they're going to go <laughs> Okay. So the point is that somebody came in and stole a laptop, jewelry, but nobody was hurt. Okay. That's important. Nobody, nobody, nobody got hurt. hurt. Mm-hmm. Desiree and Scott decided to get a security system, mm-hmm. right? I don't know how sophisticated it is, but the thing is they send you on a thing on your phone, right? But I don't know if you can get, you get to like see. Like an alert. Yeah. Uh, like it was sending like a text saying they had some the motion detected, but you don't know if you'll get to see who was exactly. doing the motion. I don't know exactly okay. if you get to see whatever, right? But back in 2003, I don't think... You got to see stuff from the phone, but I don't know. Why are you laughing? That means it must be bad. bad. That means it must be bad. So now we know if Susanna is laughing. It's probably horrible. It's horrible. Susanna, get your shit together. (laughs) What is happening? The night of April 7, 2013, Scott was away on a funeral. And around 3 a.m., his phone... What funeral does be in the night till 3 in the morning? He was like at a wake. But I don't know. It can't be a funeral. Who does be putting people to rest at midnight? Oh. I thought the funeral was the whole situation. Like no, you like get the, 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 cas- the casket mm-hmm. to the place and people come. Back home it's like that? Well, okay, it was no, like but that. that's not, the, that's that's like you go to, uh, I don't know what you call it, like a, a viewing. The funeral. Yeah. Yeah, you have the viewing of the body. So people could go to like the funeral home and view the body. Uh-huh. Right? That's not a funeral. And then you have the time in the night where people pray, say prayers, people be sharing out food, everybody's there telling stories about the person who has died. That is the wake. Hold the on. funeral no. is the is the is the I went to church to say formally goodbye and I put you in the ground or cremate. To me, the funeral is the whole situation. They take the body to the thing. Uh, People be coming and praying. Uh, there might be coffee and sweets. That's the way, Gil. And then people are talking. That's the way. And the older people are praying while the other ones are outside secretly drinking. Smoking and drinking. or drinking. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is all the wake. And telling, telling stories. stories about the thing. This is all the wake. And you tell stories about... The person who the died. The person who died. Yeah. So all them, all them secrets are out right there. But the person gone, yeah. But the person gone. But that's the week. 
Why do you have to make it so complicated? Funeral, the whole situation. You said funeral to me, and I was like, who is getting buried at midnight? Funeral. Uh, okay, you know what? You know what? Like people this. who are listening, listeners, just clarify for me and Susanna how many people will take a poll on the site. Is the funeral the whole event, or the funeral is just the burial? We'll put it on the site. We haven't used that skill in a bit. Mm. Yeah, we put it on the site, see how many people agree with me or you, and then we put it to rest. You w- <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyway, so the husband is at home. He's gone to a wake slash a funeral. funeral. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. But at around three o'clock in the morning, he gets those notification on the phone that the alarm went off. All right. He didn't think much of it because they just installed the system, and he thought this um, Desiree has just you know activated by mm-hmm. accident. Mm-hmm. Do you know it could be? It could, I don't know, motion something. You get up, pee. You get up to get some water. You get up to get your midnight snack. That's why you have it set to home. So that when you're in your house, it doesn't go off. But maybe they didn't have that feature. Or maybe they just didn't know. Okay, continue. Mm-hmm. So he thought Desiree did it. He didn't think much of it, right? Mm-hmm. Later that day, he called Desiree. He couldn't get a hold of her. Later, later, later. Remember, this is 3 a.m. Oh, I failed to say that it was in another town. What's in another? The funeral's in another town. Okay. Mm-hmm. The wake or whatever. Yes, Susanna, so she can't get on to Desiree. My point is that by 8.30 in the night mm-hmm. of still April 7th, he didn't get a hold of Desiree into this side to call 911. When he called 911, he said the alarm went off mm-hmm. by 3 a.m., sent the notification, and he's been trying to get a hold of his wife the whole day. When the police arrived to the, to this, to the house, they see him by the door with a flashlight pointing at the, uh, the door being broken, and he had a gun. I thought he was in the next town at the funeral. Slash he wake. already come. He already reached. He already okay, reached. Okay. Before the but police. the police is there. So you see the man with a broken door. And right? a flashlight. A flashlight. And a gun. So you think he's the gun. intruder. Right? Mm-hmm. So he identified himself like I'm the husband and why not. But the police is like. But the husband just called. But you're you're weird. Like he's the husband. He's the one that called. Okay. Right. But he's outside mm-hmm. with the gun and a flashlight pointing at the broken door. Mm-hmm. No emotion showing. Well, I would be confused too if I saw my door being broken in. Police asked, "Did you go in?" He said, "No." Have you get a call of your wife? No. Police is puzzled. Because it's like, what the fuck is happening that you're not computing? Why aren't you in? Right? Why the husband didn't go in? Mm. Wouldn't you go in? I mean, is my house? Yes. But also, I have something called black preservation <laughs> that kicks in. And I think, remember the video I sent you of like black people just running if they see other black people running? <laughs> and so from years of trauma and watching people white people particularly go into the dark to investigate and get murdered mm. i'm not sure if i was like do i have children in that house is my dog in that house is you know like the my mother in that house 
Like these are, I'm trying to think what would get me in the house, you know? Mm. My aunt, my cousin with the children, like somebody important to me, a close friend, you know? But if it's somebody who like maybe I just, like how close he and the wife are? They like each other? <laughs> 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 like high school <laughs> My point is that the police goes in, the police goes in, and of course, they find the body, the serious body, in the master bathroom. Desiree mm. was shot nine times. Oh my. That's overkill. There were signs, literally. The whole episode is an overkill episode. She tried to crawl away. Of course, she didn't get that far. And around her body, there was a, a lot of bullet casing. And a bloody footprint not only like imagine this she got shot nine times how about the other parts that they missed what do you mean the other parts that they missed there are a lot of gun the the, the things so they the shoot things. at her mm-hmm. but it, they missed she got uh, like the bullet that went oh, in nine were only nine went in but mm. there were a bunch of others so she was kind of peppered with bullets mm. okay but only nine made contact the, yeah. with her body okay scott was taken for questioning, of course, because he's like he's holding a gun mm-hmm. and he's outside. He told the police that he stayed at the previous night with Paige Blades. She's a single mother who used to be in the army. Remember, he was in the army as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, to work at a, ma- a food manufacturing plant. Food. Food. I heard foot. He claimed they were just friends. You know where it's going, right? Of course, Paige Blade was called to the police to confirm Scott's story. That he was a singing bird, she says. She goes, Paige, yeah, he was at a funeral. Yes, he stayed with me. No, we're not friends. We are actually being together, but we're not lying to Desiree. Because the three of us are in an open relationship. So they're a throuple. That's a term. Which oh, is yeah. three people in a couple. But is it that... Is it Are they a throuple like all three of them are together? Or because I think that's what a throuple is. When three people are together. Or is it a situation where he's just having an open relationship with Paige. But they're not all three getting together. Which one is it? The three. The three are getting together. Three so getting it is together. a throuple then. That's the term. Oh, yeah. There's not a three-way. Thropple. Mm. So it's like a, a couple that's made of three. A thropple. I don't like this. I'm just telling you the term. Okay. I'm just telling you. No. Okay. Of course, then now the police go, Scott, is this true? He said, yes. However, Desiree's not liking the idea very much. Then that's not a thropple. Paige, no, Paige said, yeah, lately she has been upset about the situation because she felt, Desiree feel that Scott is paying more attention to Paige. Mm. So she's not very happy about the arrangements. And Paige had text messages that proved that Desiree was not happy with whatever was happening. The, the police got a hold of Scott phone records and page phone records 
they the whatever they say they were like when Scott was by the funeral, the phone was placed it by the pinged funeral. by yes. a, a tower. Paige said that her. she was at her house. This. Mm -hmm. The second another whatever location that Scott mm -hmm. said that it was. It, it, so it they could not have been there killing the wife. No. Okay. At no point, unless they left the phones, at no point, the phones was against them. Mm -hmm. So the police like, what? Well, okay, okay, you're the primary suspects because of whatever relationship, there's a drama happening around you. But we don't have evidence that against you did anything. You. Mm -hmm. So they were not arrested. Nothing, nothing was charged. For a whole year, the police had no leads until an anonymous phone call. Is it Paige? Okay, yes. Which <laughs> <laughs> is so stupid. <laughs> she makes a phone call to the police. She said to them, I know who killed Desiree. And his name is Marty Grisman. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And so Paige right. called from her phone and that's how they got <laughs> Yes, it. yes. Because she's dumb. So the police asked Paige, okay, how do you come up to this? And Paige said, he confessed. He told me. So the police said, I don't believe you, bitch. So do you agree to go and meet him wearing a wire to get him to confess again? And he didn't. He didn't confess nothing. So the police had nothing, only Paige's testimony. Mm -hmm. That that he Her statement. Oh, stay. Mm -hmm. So shortly after she told the police, the police received a call from Marty's employer saying that they found questionable things in his copy, his office. Mm -hmm. So the police went and they found a gun, they found a laptop, and they found jewelry. Mm -hmm. Sounds familiar? The jewelry and the laptop does miss mm -hmm. So the police get gets a warrant, and then they go to Marty's house and Marty's dad's house. When they go to Marty's house, they, they, they start matching, you know, remember the footprint? Mm -hmm. It matches exactly. To his shoes. To Marty's shoes. And of course, the um, the bullet casings matches exactly to the gun that he had at the office. Mm -hmm. So, Marty's ass is arrested. He never confessed to be the one that killed Desiree, but he never denied it either. Mm -hmm. Right? And at this point, the only thing they have is that the gun matches, that... The footprint matches. The foot ma footprint matches... And on top of that, of course, he owned that gun and he bought it like he... he and he was also in possession of the laptop admitted, and jewelry. Uh, huh? But anybody could have planted that there. Sure, sure. Right? So he keep on denying, denying, denying until the, uh, the police showed uh, Marty a video of Paige telling the story that he confessed mm -hmm. to her. Right at that point, he said, nah, I'm not talking anymore. Called the lawyer, he said, I'm not talking any fucking more. It turned out that Marty and Paige were best friends. Mm -hmm. That's a stretch. He often paid for her groceries, he used to pay for her gas, and even he, her car insurance. 
Marty was very protective of Paige. As her best friend, he knew about her relationship with Scott and Desiree. Mm-hmm. A week before Desiree was killed, Paige has told Marty that she was pregnant and she believed the baby was Scott's baby. And she was concerned about how Desiree was going to Take react. It. Mm-hmm. it turns out that Paige's baby, it was from her ex-boyfriend, not from Scott. Marty knew that Desiree was unhappy of how close they were, they, they meaning Scott and Paige, mm-hmm. and decided to remove her from the three-way. So... Scott and Paige can be happy with her their new family. He's a Marty took it upon himself to do this. Mm-hmm. And what led him to confess was because Paige had told him the week before she called the police that her and Scott got into an argument because now Scott had another side girl and Paige was feeling jealous of the other girl. To what Marty says, would you like me to take care of the new woman just like I did with Desiree? And that's how he confessed to Paige. Mm-hmm. But he, Marty never admitted, uh, admitted to having that conversation. Nobody witnessed that conversation. Like I said, he called his lawyer. He done. After talking to his lawyer, he they enter an all four. Plea. Alfred plea. Uh-huh. Explain the plea. It's basically saying, yeah, you have evidence, but I ain't saying I did it. That's my knowledge of what an Alfred mm-hmm. plea is. Am That's I correct? That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And because of this, instead of getting a first degree murder, he gets a second degree murder. Mm-hmm. And he was sentenced for 15 years in prison. The police still believe that Scott and Paige has something to do with Desiree's killing, mm-hmm. but they didn't find any evidence. No evidence was found against the two of them, except the drama. Well, what I was trying to say is, is that this went from a mm-hmm. triangle to a square. No. To a pentagon. Yeah. Because you have the triangle with... Desiree, Desiree Paige, Marty. Marty. No, no, the, the, the husband. It's Scott. Scott. <laughs> then Marty interjects himself allegedly to kill Desiree. And then Scott had a next side piece who was unnamed. Was who was dead. unnamed. Mm-hmm. Oh, she got the side piece after Desiree yeah. was gone? Oh, I thought he was managing all of these women at the same time. Oh, no, no, no. Well, I mean, it's hard to believe. That somebody would do time for somebody else who isn't like their child or very close relation, right? You know what I mean? Like if Marty got set up to kill Desiree or Paige asked him to kill Desiree, they have to be so incredibly close for her to have ruined his life and he not throw her under the bus. Because they have relatives who just do that shit. Like mm. a brother who will say, no, my brother make me do it so that mm-hmm. they could avoid going to jail. You know yeah. what I mean? So I find it hard to believe. On, I'm not saying Paige and Scott weren't involved. I'm just saying, if they were, 
Marty had more than ample opportunity to sell them out so that they can also face time because why should he go to jail? And he could have probably made a sweet deal so he could have gotten even less time mm-hmm. by implicating them. Yep. But he did not do this. So mm-hmm. that's number one. Number two, so I'm not saying that they didn't do it. I'm just saying that's something to think about. Mm-hmm. And then um, my other thing is, is that like, if it is that he, he, he did do it on his own, my question is like, why? Like, did he do it to... Maybe he had a, was in love with Paige? Uh, that's when, uh, one of the sources said that he he was obsessed... With Paige. With Paige. Mm. But, like, honestly, not romantically. You see, like, it's all about making her feel... Happy. Uh-huh. You know mm. what I mean? Like, he will pay for grocery. He will pay for her stuff. You mm. know? The like, other I thing know, I can... I don't know if they ever dated... I don't know if they... You know what I mean? The only other thing I can think of is that they promised something to him. If you're if we're saying that Scott and Paige are involved, they promised something to him that is so big that it was worth him going to prison for. But in- with the knowledge that, hey, if you get caught, you have to go alone in order for us to follow through with whatever it is mm. we promise you. You understand? I went the other way. I, I thought... Well, Marty always wanted to kill somebody. Now he did it for a reason to excuse for Paige. himself. Uh-huh. Why do you think Marty always wanted to kill somebody? Why would you go ahead and kill somebody if you don't get straight up benefit? I mean, that, that's what I'm trying to say. The benefit might not be in the killing of the people. It might have been something that was promised to him. Or alternatively... Because he's not getting the woman. Like, so, well, that's just what we just... said. The three, the three topics, the three options on the table is... They had absolutely nothing to do with it because Marty could have sold them out and he did not. Or they had something to do with it, but Marty was promised something very huge in in in, in, fav- in return for him basically going to jail for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Or he's so obsessed with Paige that his satisfaction comes from knowing that he has that made her gone. happy yeah. by getting rid of this enemy. That this perceived mm-hmm. enemy, mm-hmm. which wasn't even an enemy. It's just no. that Paige managed to get pregnant in the throuple. And she just was concerned that Desiree would feel some type of way. But she was feeling some type of way regardless of her being pregnant. Exactly. Desiree never found out that she was pregnant. Yeah, exactly. So my whole thing is Desiree could have lived. Like, was like okay, Desiree would get mad, but let Desiree be mad, you know? Don't and now, if, if, why didn't he kill Scott? If he was in love with Paige. If he was in love with Paige, why didn't he kill Scott? That's mm-hmm. an excellent question. Mm-hmm. You see? So maybe love in, being in love with Paige was not the answer. No. Maybe they promised him something. Or, like you said, maybe he did oh, just so want so. to just kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Those are some good questions. We do not have those answers. Hey, is it Alford plea or Alfred plea? Because, you know, I have an uncle Ford. Alfred. Oh, Alford plea. I think I keep saying Alfred, please. Like, like Alfred? Like the Batman? Alfred? We watched Batman last night. The Robert Pattinson Batman. It's good. I fell asleep. <laughs> and when I woke up, I was able to piece the whole story together <laughs> just on the last 20 minutes. So whoever is watching Batman, if you haven't seen the Robert Pattinson Batman, I'm here to save you three hours. Listen. Just watch the I... very beginning. Take a huge nap for like two hours. Come back for the last like 30, 40 minutes. 
you'll get the whole story. It's a good story if you only watch that one hour. You're gonna come if for you me. stay for the whole three. They're gonna don't come blame for me. me. They're gonna come for. That's how I feel about Wakanda Forever, the second one. You lie. Is that how you feel? I so not like that movie. <sighs> I did not like it. Like what didn't you, you like? You lost me about men the underwater by the ankles. The underwater yeah. thing. The Mexican that doesn't look Mexican. What do you mean? The underwater people. They're, well, they're, first of all, they're like the indigenous Mexicans, like still, the Incas. It's still. Um, and don't come for me because I'm not sure if the Incas are Mexican. Um, <laughs> I should Google that. <laughs> no, don't Google it. It's okay. But my point is like, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I, they didn't need to kill the mother. What the fuck is your problem, motherfuckers? Well, first of all, that's, um, what's her name? That's, um. Angela I Bassett. loved what they did to honor the the Chadwick Boseman. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But Chanel, no. I did not hate the movie. I, I definitely know. miss Daniel Kaluuya. That's the that girl you do. He was in Get Out. Did you not see Get Out? Makes sense. You're not black. <laughs> well, well, I just want to interject. Sorry, I'm sorry, not black. That's a good, we're leaving that in because it's February and it's Black History Month and more white people should be saying that. I'm sorry I'm not black. We appreciate you saying that. This bitch. I didn't trap you into saying it. You said it on your own. If we go and buy history. <laughs> I just can't imagine where you're going next. I'm a wash out black. Uh, yeah, okay. I'll take it. It's not a lie. Okay. Why you... is it that I didn't get the ass? Like if why why couldn't you wash out something else, motherfuckers? While you're here bemoaning <laughs> your potential African heritage, <laughs> I'm here to tell everybody that the Incan Empire was a kingdom that developed in the Andes <laughs> region of South America. That could be Mexico, but I think it's like Colombia. Mm, no, Andes doesn't touch Mexico. <laughs> Shut up. Hold on. I know that. I know, no. Were the Incas in Mexico no, ever? No, coño la madre. Ah, ah, ah. You wait, hold on. Forget about the Andes. The yeah, Maya. Yeah, forget about Listen, uh-huh. the Maya, Inca, and Aztecs built great civilizations in Mexico and in Central and South America between 1800 and 500 years ago. That's backwards. But, Yeah. <laughs> But I think that's on purpose. I think that's how they do it. Either way, the point is, is I wasn't wrong. Boom. Look at that. Incas were in Mexico. That's... Andes doesn't touch. Okay, the Andes not there, but I'm saying the Incas were. (laughs) Okay? Yeah. I don't know how we start talking about... Oh, because of the guy from Wakanda. Yeah. That's a a bold thing to say in the black histories, but I understand not liking it. Um, There are movies I don't like, and there are musicians I don't like, but I'm not feeling comfortable or safe to say that out loud. You know? Who don't you like? Okay. So you don't like Just shut up. (laughs) We took a break so I can tell Susanna my deep dark secret of who I don't like and especially in this Black History Month I will never share. But I do understand you not that's something that people enjoy that you're not into. Like you also never watched or enjoyed the Harry Potters. And lots of people love Harry Potter and you didn't. But I but 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 I watched um the first one. And sleep through the rest. Wow. I don't understand whatever. The we fuck all it love is. the rest of them. I have a question for you, it's unrelated to at all what we speak about. Is your hair white right there? 
Oh my god. Do I have more white hair? Susanna, there's a Chanel. big patch of white hair right here. Oh, it gets bleached. No, but look at this in the mirror. Go look mm -hmm. at this. No, stop Chanel. doing that. Stop doing it. You can't see it. Just look. Listen, these right here, your hair is white. They all ages just coming to me so fast. Just look in the mirror. I don't want to look. What the fuck? No, Susanna, it's not I'm blonde not right here. The day. Susanna, you can't pull it forward and see it. It's one of those and things where it's probably missing the probably missing the the pink. The pink. Yeah, maybe yeah. because it's just like a very white area right here. It's white. And is I'm it like, white? Is it cute? It's nice. It's just I was like, wait, is her hair's not blonde? There, it's white. Okay. I don't want to look. You don't oh want to look. No, Chanel, because I have gray hair. I have gray uh, hair growing off my chin. She has one hair, people, that came out of the chin, and she came here talking about, did you see I have hair growing out of my chin? I'm like, I how could I see it? You're a blonde, <laughs> white woman. If you see me with a pink, uh, thank goodness I have pink hair, because that's how would you identify me and Ryan on a picture. I'm growing a beard. <laughs> wow, Susanna, you have one hair. I'm growing, hair. like, uh, now I'm, I'm not going to be, Brian is not going to be the only one with white hair. Brian looks good with his white hair. He looks so hot. Yeah, he looks nice. But his, his hair, his hair is getting whiter than whiter. <laughs> I met him. It wasn't that one. <laughs> well, I mean, you really stress him out. <laughs> and that's okay. And my father blames me for his gray hair, too. I believe that. I 100% believe that you're responsible for the graying of your, your father problem. and Ryan. 100%. Hake, what's your fucking problem? It's, I don't have a problem. I'm just here to tell you the truth. Why would you say those things to me? Because it's the truth. It is not. It's 100% the yeah. truth. Have I given you You have any... terrorized the village. I have not terrorized But it's no pursuit village. of love. Your <laughs> brand of love. <laughs> you have terrorized the village. That's my And we've all accepted Love languages give you gray hair. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have some. I think those are yours that too. I think these are yours too. Look, let me friend here. I know, I I know some you. of them are mommy. I know, I know for a fact some of them are my mother, and I'm pretty sure some of them were I you in here. I think some of them, all of them showed up when mommy broke her foot. A hundred percent. There you go. A bunch so of them showed up. But the new ones, they're probably in no. there from when um, you and I started liming more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mom, that's old age. All right, Susanna. How is it that you are the only black person that start growing? gray hair when you're so young i'm not the only black person who has gray hair when a black person mm -hmm. start it looks gray hair mm -hmm. they old no yeah no yes how many black people you know one exactly it's <laughs> uh, three who's the other two my I mother and I <laughs> four uncle <laughs> oh my god talking shit we know nothing so go to the sources linked on our instagram at criminally clueless or on our website at criminallyclueless.com to get the real tea hey vote eh? what are we voting for you said you were gonna put a poll if, if the um, funeral oh. is the whole thing or if it's just if it's the week if it's just no if it's just the burial so that i get interrupted the the um well, but the outro Oh. Yeah, okay, go on the website and vote when the website is ready. Okay. <laughs> Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to leave us a like or a review so we can dominate those ratings. Hey, remember, we might be clueless, but that's not a crime. See you next week.
I love you. Wow. <laughs> that was Susanna's uh, message to the black people at the Black History Month. And I'm leaving it in. I'm leaving it in.